What's going on, guys? And welcome to the first ever grand opening of the Flying V podcast. Uh, this is kind of cool, kind of exciting, kind of something I've been talking about doing for a while. And now we're finally doing it. Uh, my co-host, Mr. Changmore Vang. Um, one what is of, up, everybody? One of the, <laughs> he's one of the reasons why uh, Flying V Outdoors was actually started. Vash Vang. The V's Flying V. I came up with the name, so I own it. But yeah. that's irrelevant. Uh, so our plan was to start Flying V Outdoors. Um, Changmore himself is kind of a procrastinator, so I went ahead, took the lead, and <laughs> started myself. But here we are. We brought Chang back into the picture, and Mr. Vang is now the co-host of the Flying V podcast, which is what we are doing now. Yes. Hey, what's <laughs> up, everybody? I am Changmore Vang, or known as Vang to Thaddeus over here. <laughs> but yeah. All right, so yeah, Vang is obviously a little bit mic shy, but that's okay. I like to talk. He's just here to fill in blank space. Yeah, that's it. So, basically, what this is, is the Fly V podcast. We're going to talk about whatever the hell we want to. We're going to talk about whatever the hell you guys want us to talk about. We love hunting. We love dogs. We love the outdoors. We love sports. We love everything. So, whatever you guys want us to talk about, we're going to talk about Vang is like a freaking Vikings fan, so whatever. Y'all can Go keep him. Skull Vikings. <laughs> <laughs> whatever. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. Currently. Okay. Let's not uh, talk about it. <laughs> but anyway, we both have retrievers. Uh, I think I train a little more frequently than Vang does. But oh, nonetheless, far. he's got some skills in his pocket to share with us. Uh, Vang likes to hunt ducks way up north there next to Canada, eh? Uh, <laughs> So, oh, I do more of uh, the upland, so I'm more focused on pheasants, but compared to you, so my uh, dog is more excited about upland than retrieving ducks or swimming. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. Uh, I'm sure Boone would probably be pretty hyped about some pheasants, but those don't exist in this part of the world, so that's what I'm telling you. Come up here and uh, join me for some upland. You know, that was the plan before the world decided it wanted to shut down. Uh, <laughs> so right. it's, it's not my fault. We haven't even been able to go home in over a year. So December of 2019 was last time we went on vacation. You, you know what? Thank you for your service. Shut the heck up. So <laughs> anyway, uh, now that we've kind of done the introduction, told you what it's about, uh, we'll go ahead and introduce ourselves. If you follow along with the Instagram, the YouTube channel, the Facebook page, whatever, I'm the man behind the scenes. I am fed. I'm flying the outdoors, whatever. So I currently live in Louisiana, as some of you know. I have a retriever. His name is Boone. If you follow us, you see tons and tons of Boone. Uh, He's about 18 months old, and he is a bottle rocket. The dude is awesome. Uh, We're training right now, so if you like dog training, like I said, we have plenty to talk about. He is a low-level Finnish dog, Um, so we're running our first Finnish test next month, actually. Uh, I grew up 
spent my entire life in Indiana, southern Indiana to be exact. And then I moved to North Carolina. That's where I met Mr. Changmore over here. And then leaving North Carolina, I came down here to Louisiana. I've been in Louisiana for three years chasing ducks and having a pretty good time doing it. Um, like I already said, I enjoy all types of hunting. Uh, everything from deer, ducks, turkey, small game, you name it. I enjoy fishing, kayaking, you name it. I enjoy doing things outdoors. Uh, that's the bottom line. Hence the name, Flying the Outdoors. So, uh, Changmore, why don't you tell us a little about yourself? Greetings, everybody. My name is Changmore. Um, let's see. I was born and raised in Minnesota, been in Minnesota all my life. Um, like Thad said, met each other in North Carolina. I actually was not into hunting or the outdoors at all until the Marine Corps. And that's when I learned to enjoy it. And uh, ever since I got out in 2018, so I'm still still a rookie when it comes to hunting and the outdoor stuff. Um, considered a rookie, so I don't know much. But I've got a dog, a Labrador Retriever myself. Her name is Nita. She's coming up on two years old in May, so next month. And uh, we do a lot of upland hunting up here. Um, duck is all fun and stuff, but it gets really cold, and then I don't like doing that anymore. So I like <laughs> to walk around and try to what they call hiking with a gun until we find a bird. And uh, she she does well. She produces. Our our limit here is two, so. All I hope for is to see two roosters up here every day, every time we go. But it's also hard to f cover the field. Um, but other than that, then, yeah, there's really not much to it. I'm a rookie, still considered a rookie. And there's Boone saying hello to Nita, but my dog's sleeping over here. That was actually, I didn't introduce her, but that was Memphis. <laughs> that was our oh, lovely okay. couch beagle. So Okay, wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> but it's all I good. I forgot. Uh, she was actually brought into this world to be a rabbit dog, and she will leave this world sleeping on the couch. <laughs> it is what it is. Things happen. Yeah. But uh, so, Vang, how uh, was? Let me correct me. Was last no two years ago was your first duck season ever? In yeah. Well, yeah, you can say you can say so. Yes, it was like a it was like a trial for me. Um, so at first I didn't get my hunting license until actually 2019. I was actually just doing apprentice hunting with my uncles and them. And I figured, you know, I like shooting ducks and whatever. We're trying out the outdoors. So let me go try it and bring down some ducks. And, uh, it was fun while it lasted. I think I only went like two or three times, but, and it missed a lot of shots obviously and couldn't kill a duck, but <laughs> it was fun. To say to to go out there and enjoy it and um you know experience everything for the first time and that's when i got hooked and i told my uncle like hey look i wanted to do this you've got the dogs he's my uncle's been doing this since he was like 16 and now he's like 30 late 30s so he's been doing it for a while and he's had a lot of experience with retrievers and hunting so he's the one that introduced me into all this stuff and uh actually gave me my first dog nita here and okay. then last year was my you can say first official season of duck hunting and upland okay yeah so <laughs> so 2019 went on his first duck hunt yeah and from that morning at 3 30 a.m 
he was absolutely hooked. <laughs> yeah, you know, actually, um, I didn't do it. I actually did an evening hunt first. <laughs> yeah, because so here up north we have like um I don't know how you guys do it down there, but it's like the first weekend of opener opens for a week, and then they close down for a week, and then they open back up for the rest of the season. So it's like a first week trial type of thing. And it was the last day of that opener, that first week opener. And uh, my uncle's like, hey, you know, I've got an extra spot on the boat if you want to go. And I'm like, hell yeah, I want to go. So um, we actually didn't even hunt in Minnesota. We were, went to Wisconsin, like on the borderline, <laughs> and shot fucking ducks over there. Excuse my language, sorry. <laughs> but uh, we were shooting over there. So I had to buy another license to, to hunt in Wisconsin. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> and uh at that point i was like this sport is going to be expensive but it, it was well worth it <laughs> okay so i stand corrected from that first day at 3 30 in the afternoon <laughs> yes he drove to wisconsin and he was absolutely hooked yeah uh, and now now he's got a dog he doesn't have a boat i don't know why he doesn't have a kayak i don't really know what he does i guess he just walks through the lake I, but i whatever. just i just jump with whoever has a boat like but like, that's why i said i focused on upland because i don't have a boat so he's that guy he's the guy who always wants to go but doesn't want to contribute uh, <laughs> hey i, I throw know. decoys out all right and i'll collect them <laughs> I know a few of those um yeah so oh lord bang that's awesome. What about uh, you? How did you get into duck hunting? Because I know when I first met you, you were just sitting on a deer stand. We didn't really even talk about duck hunting when we were in North Carolina. We didn't really talk about. Give, tell me your story. Hunting. So my yeah. my my time spent in North Carolina um, wasn't really spent hunting at all. Uh, I did a little bit of deer hunting when I was in North Carolina. Um, I actually went on a few duck hunts with my sergeant at the time when i first got there but other than that uh north carolina i was like away from the outdoors that's you know and living in the barracks there like you you can only do so much like you just can't right. you know where am i i can't keep six dozen decoys in a boat and shotguns <laughs> and everything i like, get my room right. so it, you can only do so much there uh, that's why i was so excited when i moved to louisiana um and once i moved to louisiana i was so freaking stoked it was one of the choices for my orders um it was between louisiana and kansas were my two like top two picks that i had to choose from and i was like oh man dude like louisiana is the sportsman's paradise like that's what they claim to be so this mm -hmm. is this, this would be perfect fit for me i could do all the things i love doing yeah it's a little bit hot i can get some awesome cajun food it's gonna be a great experience <laughs> uh like two months into living in louisiana I regretted not going to Kansas uh, tremendously. And after why, my first why is that? <laughs> after my first duck season, I regretted not going to Kansas even more. Uh, duck hunting in Louisiana is not anything like you would imagine it to be. Uh, <laughs> not like the videos on YouTube. Not at all. <laughs> no, it's yeah. Like when you think of Louisiana, you think like Honey Break. Uh, you know, freaking the Duck Dynasty guys down in Monroe, <laughs> like, right? Yeah, no, not in Shreveport <laughs> anyway, and, and not at all. We're I'm in Shreveport, 
for any of you Cajuns listening. Uh, so we're in like northwest Louisiana. We're 45 minutes from Arkansas. We're 15 minutes from Texas. And, and there's not a plethora of ducks here. Uh, we get very lucky to get a good migration here. Um, and the last few years, from talking to the locals, uh, Louisiana has changed a lot. Uh, the flyways have changed drastically and they don't get as many ducks as they used to allegedly uh, i feel like a lot of people say that um, so if a lot of people say something it's probably true it's my thought process or a lot of people are wrong but louisiana wasn't all it was cut out to be uh, i do do some deer hunting down here as well still but i'm not as active in deer hunting here just because the deer here are like a third the size of the deer um, that i saw growing up so it's just not as exciting for me. But uh, we still have some fun. Got on a little ramble there about Louisiana. But, uh, <laughs> so so how it. long in the bugs have you been officially duck hunting? Have you done this? Have you done this in Indiana? So growing up was very patchy. We don't. Where I'm from, historically speaking, ducks were not a big deal. Um, there's not like an overwhelming amount of ducks there. When it comes to geese, there are thousands and thousands of Canada's. So goose hunting was a real hot item when I was growing up. Uh, okay. but, as, but as far as ducks, uh, not so much. Like my first real good duck hunt was actually in North Carolina. Um, and by real good, I mean where we actually killed like a good amount of ducks. We actually killed mallards and wood ducks. So that was cool. Nice. Um, don't do that in Louisiana, but it is what it is. If, <laughs> if anyone watches my YouTube videos, uh, you would see that this year's duck season was by far the worst I've ever experienced in my entire life. <laughs> um, but... It is what it is. I'll only be in Louisiana for a few more months. Um, so if you are a follower, spoiler alert, I haven't shared this with you guys yet. So there you go. If you listen to the podcast, you're in the know. Should be out of Louisiana five to eight months. So that puts me between September and December. Probably the worst time span of the year for me to be moving anywhere. That's like primetime duck hunting right there that's primetime anything that's <laughs> like from september to february is like where i thrive in life <laughs> the rest of the year uh whatever don't care yeah. about it that much <laughs> but uh yeah september to september to february uh even maddie knows like uh just let him do whatever he wants so it is what it is but we'll be moving back up north to indiana not sure where but uh Somewhere in Indiana. So hopefully we'll be chasing some birds back up north again this duck season. So September to December, you're definitely going back to Indiana. Moving. That's right. Packing up, loading up the U-Haul. 11 and a half hours northeast. <laughs> well, you know, that actually gives you time to come visit me in Minnesota now with the uh, duck hunting and the upland up here. So you, you know, have, you'll have your freedom to come up here. Yeah, you know, I think that even from Indiana, from where I 
screw up, you're still at least like twelve hours away. Yeah, I I, I would say so. Because for uh, me, for me to Chicago, Twin Cities to Chicago is already six hours. Oh, uh, I'm not too sure how far that is from you. Like, so you're like ten hours. But then I got to drive through Chirac, so my drive around <laughs> that we'll call it twelve. Yeah, uh, <laughs> not terrible, but <laughs> I can't wait. If you can't tell by the excitement in my voice, I am freaking <sighs> so excited to move back uh, to Indiana. I love Indiana. I loved living there. Not necessarily where I am from, but Indiana as a state. After living in several other states, I, I prefer Indiana. I was a big fan of North Carolina, though. I, I don't know many people who dislike North Carolina. but North Carolina was fun. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I, still have, I still go back there. I still have family there, so I still travel back over there. Yeah, I definitely, definitely love North Carolina. Not going to move there, but I would definitely vacation there. More like South Carolina from Myrtle Beach, right? Definitely not. I, <laughs> I, I hate that. <laughs> but yeah, so Indiana, huh? Have you, that... have you looked at like, have you thought about North or South or Central Indiana? Oh. Or have you even not? And time is coming quick. Hey, you know, you've got five hey, months at least. Hey, I know. You know what I'm telling <laughs> So, we, you know, we've talked about it. We like southernish Indiana, where we're from. Uh, uh, but we don't want to live where we grew up. So we kind of like dropped a pin and we're drawing a big circle around that pin. And <laughs> we're, we're going to just kind of choose. It really just depends on um, what's available in the market. As far as jobs and where to live, I mean, I I have very specific goals. I'm sure Madison hates it, but I have very specific goals on where I want to live, uh, and what I want to own. Like when I buy my property in my house, it's got to right. be like I got this long like checklist, like things that have to be right. Like if there's not one checked, it's a no go. Like no no deal. Turn around, walk away. Uh, right. Because once I buy it, that's where I want to stay. I don't want to buy 10 houses throughout my life. It's just one and done, right? Just right. like a wife. Like, you get one <laughs> chance, and that's it. Uh, so that's what we're going for. Um, so it depends, to answer your question. What I would love to do, um, another spoiler, is when I get out we move back home, buy our property, I would love to take on a few dogs and start training dogs. So... Why don't you train my dog first? <laughs> ha, let, I'm telling you, man. At least for you know the basic starter. Like we we we're, we're not even through force fetch, and she's still <laughs> like you know how long I've been working on force fetch three to four months, and I'm not, it's because I'm lazy. I'm gonna be honest. Like like you said before, I'm a procrastinator. It only takes about ten minutes a day, but holy dang. I hate it. And it's just because I don't, in, I don't, I just don't, I don't know. <laughs> it's just not in you. It's not in me to, to do it. Like, I just want the dog to be like back, left, right, back. <laughs> <laughs> I just expect it, you know, I don't, I don't want to put in the work. <laughs> Let's just say That's that. Fair. Uh, so take on my dog first. 
and then we'll see if you actually can take on others. You guys, yeah, for those listening, but I told like you, I'll, I'll, I'll do a trade with you. I'll, I'll take Boone and teach him some upland. You know, I'll he, teach him how to point in his natural abilities. Terrible, <laughs> terrible sales pitch there. So you're telling me you're too lazy to train your dog, but you'll take my dog. And I guess you could say I don't find interest in um, what do you, what do you call it, Com- or competitively training or like what do they call it when you what you're doing here with boone training him for fuck or competitions or just titles i mean that's fair but yeah I, everything he learns is transitions into the duck blind right right and that well like i said i don't do enough duck hunting here so <laughs> i don't i don't see the interest or i don't have the motivation to do blind retrieves or, or teach blind retrieves or whatever because she naturally or Nita will naturally do it for me when we go hunting for pheasants. It's just hard because she doesn't see it fall down and she's really small. <laughs> really small. I love Well, that. she's not small. Yeah. But the grass is way too high for her <laughs> and she's hopping around. So that's fair. Uh I guess. But there was a terrible pitch. Like you literally told me, <laughs> I said, I wanted to start training dogs. Uh, and you, your idea is <laughs> I should train your dog. for free. Yes. That way you can bless off on me. Yes. Training <laughs> other people's dogs. <laughs> yes. No, I like it. I like your style. I'll, I'll be your first reviewer right there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll you review could, and tell you. I, I, I'm good. <laughs> but, <laughs> I have people I train with that can review me so. <laughs> for free as well. But yeah, no, like I said, I don't know. It's just the, the motivation isn't there for me. You know, I guess we're, you know, we're just wired differently. I enjoy it. I literally, the one thing I look forward to every day is a training session. I think about it all day at work. I mean, Especially now, I, I understand with force fetch. It, when we went through force fetch, thankfully we got through it pretty quick, but it was like probably the most boring month of my entire life. Uh, because when I'm talking about from like the day one of hold conditioning all the way through like land tea, was just. <laughs> absolutely miserable we spent so long on land t and double t that i was boone was almost over it. i was over it it was not exciting at all. <laughs> uh so i understand that like it it can suck but i don't know i try to find the bright side of it now once we're through all that and we're running like big dog stuff like it's really freaking fun to get creative and make setups and challenge dogs and teach new things. I mean, it's it's awesome. So I'm hooked on it now. Uh, we've been running our hunt tests, and you say you don't like it or you're not training for that, but that's because you haven't ran one. I bet if you went and ran yeah. a started test, you'd you'd be like crack, dude. Uh, <laughs> and you'd be like, oh, dude, I got a force fetch right now. Go run my next test. Like, yeah, you'd be off the chain. But. No, I love seeing the dogs work, and I love seeing like you know how they progress and become what they are. And it's 
it's awesome. If anyone, if you haven't, if you're listening to this and you haven't seen a dog work, it's crazy how well they do and how they know how to do things. And actually, it was, this is so weird. I had a dream about a couple weeks ago that I was literally talking to my dog in English <laughs> and the dog was my dog was talking back to me I, I told her I said hey look this is what you need to do I'm going to teach you how to go retrieve something when you don't see it fall so blind retrieves and I'll point you in the right direction all you have to do is go that way and she goes it's that easy how come I haven't been listening to you this whole time I'm like well shit <laughs> you know and I woke up in my dream and I'm like I really wish I could have like we could have had something going on here, you know. <laughs> it would have been that easy, but it's not. <laughs> so yeah, that's that was a crazy dream of mine when we were, when I'm when you talk about uh um just training dogs. I, I, I like how I like how you had to specify what language your conversation with your dog was. <laughs> well, yeah. If, if, for those who don't know, I'm I'm Hmong. So I'm Asian. I'm Hmong. You, you weren't talking to him in in dog language. You weren't. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, like because <laughs> we were like legit having a full on conversation. I was like, "Hey, look, this is." I literally force fed you to so that you could pick it up. I don't want you to drop it. I want you to put it in my hand. She's like, "Oh, okay. You know, I can do that." I'm like, "All right then." And then I even told I was like, "You know, I'm my hand signals are going in the ways I want you to go." And she's like. Oh, I thought you were just saying hi to me or something. <laughs> so that yeah, be that was a crazy dream that I had a couple weeks ago. That would be absolutely awesome. I can only imagine where we would be at <laughs> right now if Boone spoke English. Right. <laughs> or like you could just easily communicate to the dog. So, so maybe that's what I, I'll start doing with the next dog <laughs> I train is we'll do like two months of English. Right. <laughs> And then we'll start training. <laughs> I bet I could get really good money. If I could teach a dog English, I'd probably be a billionaire. But yeah, I can't. So <laughs> that was a good story. I like that. <laughs> um, I don't have dreams about my dog. Uh, actually, to be honest, I don't really have dreams ever. So when yeah, I you do, don't remember it, I think. Yeah, usually when I do remember my dream, it's because it like wakes me up and I'm like gasping for air, or like I just <laughs> like just fell off a cliff or something. Like my dreams have no relevance to my life whatsoever. <laughs> uh, like I dream about like the craziest things. I'll be like breaking out of prison or like in a castle or like <laughs> I got I don't know, dude. I, it's crazy. And like nine times out of ten, like I, I'm like a terrible terrible movie like i always die like no matter like i'm <laughs> like i'm like i'm the star of the movie and then i just die in every movie it's i don't know like it wakes me up every time i remember my dream i'm dying like i'm getting ate by a shark or a dragon or something crazy like i like the last one i had i woke up at like 3 a.m gasping for air i think you need some therapy my man <laughs> because i i fell off a dam it's like the hoover dam like literally i fell <laughs> off of it and I was just falling in the sky for like literally in my dream. It was like five minutes of just falling off this dam. And then I woke up and I was like, what the fuck was that, man? Like, what is going on? Yeah. I'm not on a dam. I'm in bed. Uh, so it, 
off topic, but I'm glad that your dreams are like, yeah. Than mine. Uh, <laughs> we're we're off topic now. We're talking <laughs> about dreams and stuff. <laughs> I, I I'm glad your dreams are better. So anyway, let's get back on track just a little. Bit. Yeah. What else we got going on? Um, I so let's talk about the goals of the podcast. What are our intentions for the Flying V podcast? Is that the name? Flying V podcast? I think I think we'll stick with that if you're okay with it. It sounds good. I mean, I like it. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll stick with it. Flying V podcast. So the goals. Uh, what are what are our goals? Um, I mean, we can always talk about hunting, of course. Mm. So the goal is to get people to ask us questions um live or you know through email or even social media and we should try to answer them the best of our abilities i concur with that statement um yeah what else i just i guess goals isn't really uh the word i was looking for maybe expectations would have been better what our listeners can expect from our podcast and like you said i like the i like the questions i like the helping factor mm-hmm. uh that was one of the reasons why i wanted to start flying the outdoors the the youtube anyway is to share tips and tricks and reviews and help other people who are just getting into the sport um people like yourself like in 2019 yeah. when you started hunting i'm sure you were like googling and youtubing all kinds of stuff like yeah of course it's I love doing gear reviews because I'm the person, like, whenever I order something, like, I literally Google the crap out of it, and I want to see what everyone thinks of it. Yeah, so, that, that's exactly what I do, too, but I don't do the review myself. I like to read the reviews. <laughs> exactly. So I do a lot of, like, the reviews on my channel, mm-hmm. uh, and I review stuff, and I give my honest opinion. That way people don't waste their money because, like you said earlier, we rewind 20 minutes. You were talking about, like, duck hunting being expensive, like, shit's not cheap man uh so if if i buy something i i want to share it with people like is this worth like your hard-earned money right or should you look somewhere else most of the stuff i've reviewed is like yeah it's pretty good i'd buy it again but there are some things out there where i'm like yeah i probably won't do that again one of those things being those freaking stupid little lucky duck ripper things I, I had oh, yeah, so, I saw your video on that I one. So much hope for those little guys, <laughs> and and they were like fifteen dollars a piece. I was like, this is literally a billion dollar idea. Throw it in the water. <laughs> Works for like it before shooting light even got there. The damn things quit working. Uh, <laughs> is it just back. battery or what? I I don't know. I took them back, got new ones. One of them didn't even work out of the box. I bought five of them. One of them didn't even work. So I took the ones that didn't work back, like all five of them, got new ones. One of them didn't work again already out of the box. The other ones lasted for two weeks. And finally, I just said, whatever. I just threw them in my fucking trash can and gave up on it. So, <laughs> hey, It's that saying, you get what you pay for, right? That's right. So like I said, my video, great idea, but terrible execution to the max. Like <laughs> it, it, it would be amazing if it worked, but it doesn't work. So therefore, it's not amazing. Um, but yeah, so what you can expect is the real raw truth about whatever the hell we decide to talk about. Um, and whatever you guys want to ask us questions about, we, I say we, I personally don't like to sugarcoat things. 
Uh, I kind of like to tell it how it is. Um, and sometimes the way it is isn't the way that I see it as. So you're going to get my opinion and not always fact. Same here. <laughs> but, <laughs> Except I don't hey. have that much. I like, I don't really care much. So I will, like you said, just say it straightforward. Unless I hurt your feelings, then I might soften it up a little bit. That's right. <laughs> That's right. You might. You won't, but you might. <laughs> so for our first ever Flying V podcast, the real deal, the bee's knees, we're going to go ahead. I'm going to pull up Instagram here on the old phone. And we're going to go live. And we're going to see if anyone wants to ask us some questions for the podcast. Sure. I can't guarantee it. Some of my lives get tons of video, like viewers and engagement. Um, Other lives don't get any. I look like total crap right now. You know, I wish I had an Instagram to kind of see what you're looking like right now. (laughs) Oh, man, I look amazing. I actually got straight off work and went to train, came home. Ate dinner, signed in, and we are now on the podcast. So it has been <laughs> a pretty quick day. I'm trying to set this up so the rest of my living room is not in the background. But uh, yeah, let's go ahead and hit this live. We had a good training session, though. We went and did some water, uh, did a couple marks, a couple blinds. We did a big down the shore blind. And uh, I think it was 147 yards, that's what it said, down the shore. Is pretty Jeez. wicked, and I was so impressed. He really nailed it. Um, we actually ran a big down the short blind not too long ago. We got one person in here, Dakota Path. <laughs> What's up, Dakota? You're <laughs> well. <laughs> here we got a we got a couple people in here now. <laughs> we'll wait for a few more before I I start talking. Uh, All right. Okay, we got a party going on now. <laughs> I guess I should have put a title on this. So, what's going yeah. on, guys? Welcome aboard. Uh, this right here, we are filming, um, or recording, I guess I should say, the first ever Flying V podcast. Uh, I have my co-host on here, Changmore Vang. You guys can't see him nor hear him, but we want to <laughs> answer some of your guys' questions. Uh, so, if you have a question for us, uh, anything, doesn't matter. I don't care. You can ask him favorite color. I don't care. Just drop down below and ask us a question. We'll do this for about, what, five, ten minutes? Yeah, we'll do it for a couple minutes. and then uh, Okay. At least two solid questions. Yeah. So hopefully we don't actually get asked what our favorite color is. Because I'm colorblind. <laughs> so I don't know what my favorite color is. <laughs> my favorite color is not what you see my favorite color as. I will tell you that much. <laughs> But uh, how soon till you run the next test? All right. Well, easy enough. May, May? Yeah. May 22nd, less than 30 days, we are going to be at Four States HRC in Arkansas. Running finished. We're running our very first finish test. So uh, I'm nervous about that one, man. Kyle's been following along with my stuff. And, uh, yeah, I am very nervous about that first finish test. It's a daunting feeling. Um, I'm not sure that we're going to be ready for it, but we're trying to. I actually signed up for that test before we even got our season title, before Ben got his HR title. 
Uh, and I saw an opening. I said, yep, we're going to run and try and get two finish pass that weekend. So that's our goal right now. We've been grinding out the training. So hopefully that answers your question. So what makes, you, what makes you feel like you're not confident in this test? Oh, dude, I, you know, I, I'm not sure what it is. It just, it's that feeling. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if it's like a, just a nervous feeling or like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I, I know what you're talking about because I know a couple other handlers who like who tell me, you know, your dog is completely different when it comes to testing. They know when it's test day and they they just act like a whole different dog. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right. And, and, is that a, is that true? It's completely true. And you've never <laughs> met Boone like in person. That dog is freaking batshit crazy. Like he's off the wall. Uh, <laughs> and I can keep him pretty well controlled, but it, he's wild. So that's what makes me the most nervous is once you get up to the finish level, um, it, you get very strict uh, on obedience and line manners. So that's what I'm nervous right, about. Okay. We, we got a few more questions coming in. I don't want to hold it up. How many bands have you shot in your life? Are you, are you asking me? That was <laughs> or, the question. Oh, well, the uh, let me tell you what. As my first official season being a couple <laughs> years ago, I have yet to shoot a banded duck or geese, goose. That's fair. That, geese, goose, whatever. So Vang's <laughs> answer, like I said, you guys can't hear Vang on the, on the line here. Vang's answer was zero. And you'll know the answer to that question if you watch our podcast uh, or listen to our podcast whatever <laughs> i personally have shot one and a half where does the half come in i guess well the half was like last year uh it was a green wing teal and there were four of us hunting yeah four of us hunting and a group of teal flew in we all shot <laughs> like we shot i mean we shot five birds out of that group right picked them all up and no one noticed one was banded until we got back to the truck. And we were at my truck at the tailgate, sorting out birds. Who wants to take what home? Whatever. And then one of them was like, oh, I'll take this one home. And look on the leg. And sure enough, there's a band on that little sucker. And uh, <laughs> so no one knows who shot it. So we one of, we let one of our buddies keep it. And then the other three of us got a, like a replica band from it. So I guess not even a half. It's fourth. Like one in a fourth. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and it was a teal, so I guess it's like half of a bird, so it's an eighth. <laughs> but, okay. Next Moving question. on. <laughs> How many tests before Boone is completely titled? Uh, infinity. Like, I don't... I, there's really not an answer for that, because I guess, like, if you say completely titled, I mean, <laughs> you'd have to run a shit ton of tests, dude, like, for the rest of your life. Uh, <laughs> if we get four finish passes, so that was HRCH title. Um, that'd be awesome. And I'll kind of talk about the next question too, which is any AKC stuff or all HRC. Uh, we do plan on running AKC after we get our HRC um, titles done. So once we get our champion title after our four finish passes, we are going to start training for our master test. We're not going to run any. Uh, junior, senior level stuff. We're gonna jump straight into masters and get in, get out of AKC. Um, and then the plan 
this kind of answers your question too, Dakota. The plan after we run our uh, master, get our master title, we're going to go run the grand. So I want to go HRCH, masters, grand, and then after the grand, who knows? SRS maybe? Apla. Master Nationals? APLA. Yeah. Get no. APLA. No. SRS <laughs> is way cooler. Uh, so hopefully that helps you. But All ducks or do you hunt sky pandas too? I, since I'm down here, I don't freaking get to hunt any. Uh, but earlier in the podcast, I guess I could have done the whole podcast live. That would have been cool. But then you guys wouldn't listen to the whole thing when we post it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love hunting geese, but there's just not any geese down here. So there's, they get some snows and parts down here, but it's really like hit or miss. So I haven't even messed with it. Uh, Vang, ducks or geese? I would prefer geese just because it's a little more trickier to work with when, you know, trying to bring them in and uh, working them. So getting them to commit is a lot or it's like, you know, communicating with them compared to yeah. ducks so i think okay. it's more challenging and i i like it like that better although i don't do any calling i like to see the i like to see how they work and how they commit and all that stuff gotcha so vang's answer for you guys was geese for the difficulty he likes geese over ducks uh i don't have like a one or the the other like favorite i guess but i do enjoy hunting geese i do enjoy sitting in a field instead of yeah, that's that's also the main thing. It's, <laughs> uh, it's so much easier to do that, but they also require way more decoys. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> so make them bleed. Favorite place to hunt? Not state and weather, but timber, field, open water, etc. I'll let Ooh. you uh, quarterback this first. Have you ever you you've never even hunted timber? So uh, no, timber isn't really up here for us to do. So. Um, honestly, I think like, like we were talking about earlier, I think I'm a field guy. It's You're a field easier, guy? It's easier. It's not like, it's, I would say it's cheaper just because you don't have to own a boat. Um, you ever seen the price you, of goose decoys, man? Yeah. Yeah. But then there comes that, <laughs> you know, cheaper? the goose decoys. What? Okay. Well, I mean, you're not paying like, well, the boats we have that we're using is, you know, at least. 20,000 plus up here. So, okay. have you seen the price of an enclosed <laughs> trailer, bro? Come on. Yeah, well, I mean, you could use, you know, a couple of like, uh, what do you call it? Socks and all that stuff for the decoys. And you only need maybe like <laughs> two dozen like full body decoys. Okay. I'll and let the you rest in. you can, the rest you can just like kind of go cheap on. I'll let you in. Whatever. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think I would have to go with field hunting and then upland. Upland. There's yeah. your answer. Make them bleed. Vang's favorite is field hunting and upland. Uh, I I love timber hunting. Don't get me wrong. It's awesome to watch birds work into a small timber hole. Uh, and I grew really fond of that living in Louisiana. Timber is freaking wicked. I'd love to hunt some Arkansas timber. Uh, but I think I'm going to side with you on this one, Jay Moore. I <laughs> Hunting out of a field is like 10 times out of 10 the way to go. Yeah. One, watching birds work in a wide open field is awesome. Uh, two, it's dry. 
yeah. <laughs> you don't. That's the main thing. <laughs> when you, yeah, when you hunt on fields, like it's ninety nine percent of the time private land. So I don't have to wake up at two in the morning and drive my boat across the lake. Right. And race race somebody to my duck blind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's. I, I'm gonna go with the field. Like you said, more yeah. decoys involved. Uh, whatever. I'll work a little bit harder at 6 a.m. when I've had a couple cups of coffee and a nice breakfast than I will at 3:30. So, <laughs> right. It, it it that part I can live with. I'm I'm going with the field and yeah. layout blinds are way more comfy than leaning up against a tree for four hours. <laughs> Yeah. Just my my opinion. I've actually uh, never sat in a layout blind. Um, so up here we kind of just use standing corn. Uh, we'll use like a little patch, and then we'll just sit in there. Oh, you're a corn guy. Yeah, that, yeah, that's that's how we do it up here. <laughs> if you guys heard that, he uh <laughs> he grows corn, and then and then pours bags of it through the field. No, that is not it. <laughs> so, uh, Kyle says silos all day for geese yeah silhouettes for sure cheap effective timber would be fun never done it but my fave has to be upland next field for geese with passing ducks yeah 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 facts so i i can't speak on the upland part just because i don't get to upland hunt i'm sure it'd be fun uh Anyone who knows me knows I'm not like a huge fan of just walking around all day (laughs) that's why we call it hiking with a gun (laughs) I did enough hiking uh, <laughs> in my tenure in North Carolina. So I'm not, like, it's not my jam per se, but but I'll wake up yeah. and drink some coffee and, like, sit around and shoot some ducks. Speaking of shooting ducks, uh, next question for you, Vang, comes from me. Okay. What shotgun? What shotgun do you use? What are you shooting? Oh, okay. So currently I, I am shooting. So my first shotgun I had, I picked up a Browning Maxis. Oh, right. baller. Okay. So, got the Browning Maxis, and I told myself, man, I love duck hunting. I'm going to pick up a shotgun every year and just shoot. <laughs> so, my first year, I shot my Maxis, my Browning Maxis, and then the second year, I picked up the Browning A5 Wicked Wing, which I cannot shoot for shit. Like, I... Really? Everyone talks about how great of a gun it was. it is for them, and I cannot hit anything. So you can't hit <laughs> shit with a Browning A5. Yeah, nothing. I mean, I've dropped a couple, but compared to my Maxis, like so the Maxis, the Maxis is, the Max is it for me. But also, I've also had like, um, I've also heard a lot of bad stuff that the A5 has had, like with um their parts and stuff. But so you're a Browning I, guy. Um, for now, you can say. I mean, I've for got now. my. I like my Maxis. I actually just recently picked up the um, Benelli Ultralight, the Montefeltro edition. Oh, going Italian. Like five, yeah, it's like 5.4 pounds or something like that. That's okay. That's my new Upland gun. I'm tired of carrying this six-pound Wicked Wing or Maxis around. Yeah, that, that 0.6 pounds really gets you, doesn't it? <laughs> it really does. Yeah, dude. that's a good, that's a good and, reason. And this one, this one's grand. actually a 20-gauge, so it's definitely Ooh. different than a 12-gauge. So you're so, going to rock it? You're rocking a 20 this year? For Upland, yes. Okay. But I am going to try to 
master my A5 this season for ducks. You're going to try and learn how to shoot your A5. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so that's more trap shooting and all that stuff. Kyle <laughs> says he rocks a Remy 870 classic. One wing master from when I was 12. So it's old and a super mag. 870 for geese and ducks. Matt Black. The 870, I've heard it It still shreds. From it's an, that's an OG yeah. gun. Yeah, that's like the backbone of America. <laughs> right? Yeah, it really that's, is. That's like that's like Detroit is to the car industry. <laughs> Remington is to the firearm world, right? Like, same thing. Yeah. Yeah. You can say it's, so. It's it's like driving a fucking Chevy. Like I'm I'm American. I got an eight seventy, brother. <laughs> then you're over here bit you're over here bitching about your two thousand dollar fucking brown game five. Yeah. Actually I was gonna sell it because I couldn't hit shit with it the first two hunts. And Kyle's out here smashing him with an eight seventy. <laughs> Bet you feel like a tough guy, don't you? I'm that guy who shows up to like an event or, or to something and has like that expensive stuff or the brand stuff, and then you just can't do shit with it. <laughs> you're covered in you're covered in sick and you got yeah your, yeah five. And... <laughs> and this guy over here is in his Walmart out- outfit with a fucking Remington screaming America. That's good. That's right. I uh I like it. My first uh you know like I don't know. A couple of years ago, I was shooting ducks with a fucking Mossberg 500 pump gun. So, yeah, it, it is what it is. I mean, and I, growing up, like my first shotgun was a Mossberg 500. I've had four of them since then. Like, it's a, it's another OG gun. I, mm-hmm. I, is it better than an 870? I don't know. I mean, whatever. That's a Ford Chevy Dodge debate. I don't really care. <laughs> Have I ever had any problems out of one? No. Uh, so that was my like OG. Uh, yeah. Then I got a Benelli. Went to the old Italian way. Hated that fucking thing. Uh, which which Benelli though? It was a what was what is it? It's a Supernova in Max Four. Uh, pump, another pump gun. I like pump <laughs> guns, uh, but it's a Supernova, and it weighs so fucking much, dude. The thing <laughs> is insanely heavy. Like you were talking about, like four pounds or something. No, nah, try like twelve. <laughs> and things like shoot yeah. a cinder block. Uh, I hated that gun. It, it's long. It's bulky. It I couldn't shoot for shit with it. Uh, but I still hunted with it. It's like, oh, I got a Benelli. That's so cool. Um, and then I bought what I used this year. I wanted to try it out. I got it on sale. It's an ATA CY. It's a Turkish gun. Uh, semi-auto, twelve gauge, chambered in three inch. I paid less than three hundred dollars for that shotgun. Brand new, Holy in the dang. box, out the door, after taxes. And less than three hundred dollars. Less than three hundred dollars. Holy crap! Strike me down dead <laughs> if I'm lying. First ever <laughs> semi-auto shotgun, and I used the shit out of it this year. It's gas operated, and uh, yeah, I literally—that's what I used from dove season to the end of duck season—was that shotgun. And dude, I tell you what, like it's my favorite gun I've ever owned. I anyone who hunts with me can attest to the fact that I beat the literal shit out of my guns. Uh, <laughs> and I don't. It's like I don't intend to. Like you'd think I'd be better about it, but I'm not. Um, 
And I think knowing that it was less than three hundred dollars really was like okay, I don't give a shit. You can't complain. You really like I used it as a paddle, I used it to pick up decoys, (laughs) dropped it in the lake at least five times. Uh and when they talk about like riding hard and putting up wet, like I would literally drop it in the lake, pull it out of the lake, put it in my case, close up my case, throw my case under my seat, and just leave it soaked in the case. Until the next morning, pull it out the next morning, spray some rim oil in it, rack it back a few times, and fucking rock that thing. So, and never had one failure, not one single malfunction out of that gun. And that's what you call old reliable. Literally, old <laughs> cheapo reliable. That's like I'm not. Even, I might get in trouble for making jokes on here. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah that thing that thing eats so i liked it uh still do i actually put it in my case at the end of the duck season left it in my case pulled it out like two weeks ago to clean it uh and i couldn't even pull the bolt back it was so like seized up uh <laughs> that's kind <laughs> so of what a... happens when you don't really when you do all <laughs> what you're telling us with your guy. so i yeah so i had to literally like take a hammer and bang on the charging handle uh, until the bolt would break free. Still works, I think. I haven't shot it, but I put it back together and did like a function check. It worked, so. Maybe maybe it's best to try it out before the season starts, and then you have to find out you have to drop another like $500 to 1000 for a new gun. <laughs> That's pocket change, man. Kyle says he's got to go. Stay on that grind. See All right. Later, Kyle. Thanks for tuning in, Kyle. Check out the podcast when it drops. But, uh, yeah, I think on that note, Instagram, we're going to go ahead and bounce out of here. I appreciate the questions and the entertainment. Sorry you guys couldn't hear Vang on the other line. Thanks, Instagram. Y'all were awesome. He said thanks. Uh, Go ahead and check out the podcast when it comes up. Stay tuned. Peace. (laughs) So we signed out of there. Go ahead and get this all shared up and so we wrap up this podcast with an hour of us talking (laughs) literally uh yeah yeah sorry about that guys um we just rambled yeah if you listen to this whole thing good on you hope you found entertainment in this Thanks like for listening. I, like we said earlier, uh, coming at you live with nothing but our opinions uh, on whatever you want to hear. So if you're new here, like Bang said, thanks for listening, first of all. You're all new here because this is the first ever episode. So welcome aboard. Stick along for the ride. Uh, if you want to sponsor our podcast for whatever reason, um, <laughs> go ahead. Shoot me an email. We'll, yeah, we'll talk about you too. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk a shit about you. <laughs> like, in a good way. We'll talk you up. I'll do a gear review. Yeah, send us some gear. I'm we'll not talk too about proud. Uh, just go ahead and shoot me an email at Flying V Outdoor. Not outdoors. That was taken, apparently. No S. <laughs> flying V Outdoor. At gmail.com. Uh, you can hit me up 
And if any of you guys listening have any questions and you're not following me on Instagram or Facebook, one, go ahead and do that. If you don't have those social media platforms and you want to ask a question for us to answer next week, go ahead, shoot me an email, flyingbeoutdoor at gmail.com. And last but not least, if you do not, for whatever reason, subscribe to the YouTube channel, go over there right now, pause the podcast, slide on over to YouTube, Flying the Outdoors, hit that subscribe button, guys, and stay tuned for this Wednesday, because this gear review we're doing Wednesday has an awesome surprise for you guys. Again, I appreciate all y'all for listening. Chang Marvang, thank you so very much for joining me and co-hosting this event. We'll see you next week. Yeah, we'll do it again. All right, everyone. Later.